0: I'm gonna
1: make him an with camera. I feel the need, the need
2: for Steve. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fannick.
3: Go ahead, make my day.
2: He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. Watch on a big screen, high sense TV.
4: Say hello to my little friend.
2: The best movies you've never seen.
3: The first rule of Fight Club is: you do not talk about Fight Club.
2: With Stephen Fennick. And travel on. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello and welcome
0: to the best movies you've never seen. How good is this? A movie podcast about great movies that I really enjoy. My name is Stephen Fennec and I'm able to show them for the very first time most more often than not. To my good mate Trevor Long, who is building his movie library steadily week to week. Trev, by the welcome. day I
5: become Roger Ebert. <laughs> You're on not. your way. You're on your way. That's
0: his name, right? Roger, your favourite yeah. reviewer, one of my favourite.
5: Oh, yeah, he's up yeah. there.
0: <laughs> uh, today we're doing Ocean's Eleven. Came out in 2001, uh, starring what a cast: George oh. Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon. Julia Roberts, Andy Garcia, Elliot Gould, and that's not even the whole cast.
5: And, and I know you're going to the cast, but this is yes. this is at the height of their fame. It's not like oh, yeah. these are up and comers. This, this is, is
0: them blockbuster batting cast.
5: A hundred yeah. each of
0: these cast members. Of course, it was a remake of the 1960 version. You know, there was an earlier version of this movie. I was not aware of that. Yeah, it was a remake of the 1960 version, starring similar star-studded lineup: Frank Sinatra. I was just going to say, it was Frank Sinatra in it? Dean Martin. What? Sammy Davis Jr. Angie Dickinson, Cesar Romero, probably, and they were at the top of their game in 1960. So this is a remake. You didn't know that was Was that remote? any good? I've, I it had no idea. Yeah. It
5: was excellent. That's why they remade it. It was so good. <laughs> oh, my God. There you go. That is it's legit. Like, and spoiler alert, yeah. I've seen this movie. Yes. And I had no idea. There you go. Mate, You've blown my mind. The original was, uh, yes, yeah, 1960. Now, director Steven
0: Soderbergh had an idea to save a bit of money. With the movie. Right. And the idea he had was to shoot it in black and white. Warner Brothers said, uh, no, you're not gonna do that. You're gonna shoot it in and color. much money would that say? Well, but well, I think I think with the start the, the 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 cast and I don't know what the budget was like, but he was looking at making it more artier. And I don't know, his his idea to save money was to shoot it in black and white, but they said, No, you're not. Oh,
5: okay.
0: The screenwriter, Ted Griffin, now he drew his inspiration from one of your favorite movies the great escape ah oh. and the magnificent we'll do magnificent 7 the original magnificent 7 is this great western. western again star-studded cast seven okay. people in the cast and he wanted that sort of feel sort of where a group of people had like a shorthand for each other where they knew how they were going to act right. in in, the, in a sort of a, a the, gotcha. in the in the scheme of things yeah so he wanted, like the Great Escape, had the, you know how they all had to yep. all had to work together to and make it work. They all had their own So set it, job. it was like a heist, but then they were, the, the, what they were gaining was their uh, their freedom. Right. So the, he wanted that sort of look and feel as well. Wow. So you have seen this before, yeah? But your memory isn't the best. This. Let's admit it. Yeah. So what we you, you kind of obviously knew Vegas, great cast. What were your impressions going into this one?
5: Uh, alongside Great Escape and Shawshank, this would be among the movies I could. I could do a storyboard for pretty right, okay. broadly, yeah. Um, but it's there's these scenes within it which we'll get to that I, I don't even remember. I'm yeah. like just they're not inconsequential scenes, but mm. I just don't remember them happening. Don't. But I certainly knew the broad plot of it. I would have named multiple actors in it, yeah, because it is. Without asking her, this is my wife's favourite movie. I wonder why.
0: Is it? Is it because of? Isn't that no, being serious? Yeah. Obviously, some great looking cast there, like yeah. Brad Pitt, George Clooney. It's
5: yeah, I think she loves eye. Vegas as much as I do. There you go. I was going to ask that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we we both uh, are drawn to Vegas through our many many visits over yep. twenty years. In your case, to to yep. CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. Yep. Um, I got married in Vegas, so Amanda loved Vegas wow. back then. So I think you're fully invested. Yeah, we're we're, we're big on Vegas in our house, okay. and I think that. I think Julie Roberts. I think it's a great movie, and I, yeah. I think uh, I don't Good think yeah. I don't think my wife is massive into the eye candy of a movie like this. Right, but I don't think it hurt, hurt, hurts. Yeah,
0: you know what I'm saying. She enjoys the, the, the whole yeah. story. The, the so whole. my
5: my my kids have seen this movie in parts a <laughs> hundred times because it's one of those things so that would just put it. on when yes. you were watching it. They go, "Oh, you're watching." When I ocean? watched it, Harry goes, "Oh, you're watching Oceans." Yeah, so he just called it Oceans. Right. Yeah. Yes, did he say, oh, mummy watches this every week? That- no, but when Amanda saw me watching, she goes, what are you watching this for? We've seen it a hundred ah. times. I went, yeah, but there's bits yeah. and pieces. Fennec told me I've got to watch it yeah. for this show, you know, <laughs> what he said. It's my work. I'm, I said I'm working, honey. Fair
0: enough, fair enough. Well, let's hear from Peter Travers, reviewing oh. Rolling Stone. Yep. Clooney's effortless star power is a thing of beauty. Mm. He'd own the movie if Elliot Gould and Carl Reiner didn't steal every scene therein. Soderbergh treats these old pros and unfor- with unforced affection. The whole film is relaxed, a caper with no guns, no gore, scant use of the F-word, and Soderbergh's assured style is a tonic. The laughs keep coming down to the final credits, and including the credits included introducing Julia Roberts, as if it was her very first movie. Right. Yeah, that's in it too. Uh, yeah, that's funny in itself. Forget Oscar, Ocean's Eleven is the coolest damn thing around. Nice. Yeah. But did you notice in the in the credits it said introducing Julia Roberts?
5: was that at the start or the end? Was, I noticed They were at the end. I actually still yeah, had the – so I didn't yeah. – re- when the credits rolled at the end, yeah. Um. I noticed it was George Clooney and all that, and I yeah. thought, oh, did, I missed it at the start. Were they there? Because, nah. you know, we've talked about how some movies some do that, and some don't. End, yeah, yeah. But I, I missed the introducing thing. That's quite funny. That was It was very funny.
0: <laughs> all right, this is your last exit before the freeway. We are going to hit the tables for Ocean's Eleven. Oh, there it is. And uh, if you haven't seen it, though, you can
5: catch it on Fetch. Put it all on Red. Um, because that's what's in the thumbnail of, of Ocean's Eleven. The number 11 was in red on mine. Like a chip, like a casino No, chip no, just the number 11 ah, was, right. was,
0: was red. Was it the a, number 11 or spelled out? No. Uh,
5: number 11? The, the, okay. the thumbnail I, I saw was, was a number okay. 11 okay. In, with Ocean's written in it. Anyway, um, yes, you're right. You can watch this on Fetch. You can uh, rent it on Fetch. You can also, and this is a great thing about Fetch. We've talked about this before, but genius. If you search for a piece of content, let's just say Ocean's Eleven, It will find you the most affordable and highest quality version to watch. So in my case, my Fetchbox knows full well I've got a Stan subscription and an Amazon Prime subscription. So it will say to me, well, let's use Stan because it knows probably Stan's my priority. And then it gives you other options if you wanted to rent or buy it. For example, you might be able to add it to your movie library. So I could have bought it and left it in my movie library. It's all about making it convenient for you to find content, in the most convenient and best way possible for you. So it knows you better than you know yourself. All the streaming apps are there from Netflix, Disney+, uh, Apple TV+, is there now, Prime Video, Paramount+, Stan, all the big platforms are there on one box, plus the movie store, the movie box, all your premium channels and your free-to-air channels. It is the all-in-one entertainment box for every room in your home and you can get it all. At major retailers like uh, Bingley, Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, and through internet providers like Aussie Broadband, iPrimus, Ionet, and Telstra. So check it out. uh, Details at fetchtv.com.au. So you've seen it now again, the latest, the fresh fresh in your mind. What are your impressions of this? I can see why this is rewatchable, actually. That was a thing for me watching it going, I... I don't remember discovering new things, but, but I remember looking at it, you know, through a different lens, like, yep. oh, why they did that. And one of the things that, that was funny to me was the two younger guys in the uh, – not not Matt Damon, the two other guys in it that are kind of together, they're buddies. Virgil and Turk. They're they, they appear yeah. so much in, yes. in the casino, you're thinking how'd they not pick up on the fact that these <laughs> bikes are like they they're constantly in different roles and things? And so little things like that I kind of took and noticed. But you know, it's just a great storyline because you unpack it and I knew what happened at the end with Julia Roberts, but I uh, there was a point there where I went, when does that how does that come together? How does she get surprised by that thing? And like it was just mm. it's it's a very rewatchable movie. A, and it isn't, as yeah. the as the review said, it's not gory.
0: No. Not massively not, violent. I can't recall. There's no not one gunshot in the whole movie. It's no, like, uh, and
5: he said there's not much swearing. I don't remember yeah, any. I to be honest, that jumped either, out yeah. at me. Yeah. and and so my kids have definitely watched this movie. Yeah. even though it's probably rated well above them, it's at least an M. I would have thought. Yep. Um. And yeah, I just it's a great fun story. And as someone who loves Vegas, it, it's for me yeah. it's massively rewatchable. And your tweet would be. My tweet on this one would be get around Oceans 11, just enjoy Las Vegas without the Grand Prix. Um, (laughs) And uh, and it is, of all the oceans, it is the best. Oh, yeah, the others... Pale in comparison, like mm. the 12 and 13
0: just really, I don't know which is were, which. They were good, but average- But the, the one, one with the big banks t- tower- 12 is when they're in Amsterdam, I think, Amsterdam, and then 13, they're back in Vegas, and Al Pacino's in it. Yeah, yeah. that one, I, I don't mind they were that were good, one, but they it's, were it good, pushes it a little bit too yeah, far. Yeah, I think the original is the best, without a doubt. Okay, Uh I watched this at Randwick Ritz with my wife Nice in the theatre- and re-watched it, of course, multiple times, but it did create that fascination for Vegas. Yeah, right. And it was, uh, I got to know that a few years later. My first CES, well, I think, was three years later. Yeah, right. And so I'm thinking, oh, wow, the Bellagio, the Mirage, the MGM Grand. I'm remembering Ocean's Eleven, thinking, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. And still today, you, you, you look at the fountains uh, of, of the Bellagio, you know, that famous scene at the end of the movie. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, wow, that, this, this is where they stood you right stand here. You stand there, that's right. Yeah, you
5: can stand right there. Yeah. So it did create that uh, that... Uh, that fascination for, for the Sin City Well Harry sat with me through A bit of the start of the movie And we'll get to it obviously But there's a bit we probably don't, won't delve into In the run through Where um, the, they pull up a manhole cover And they jump in on on the strip Just outside the, yeah. the fountains And yeah. I said to Harry That's probably the, the manhole That Carlos Sainz hit <laughs> on the weekend <laughs> Was it was it a bit big one. Yeah, was that's it a exactly what Harry said. Harry yeah. said it was much smaller. It was smaller I went, oh, okay, <laughs> well, you might see my point here, mate, you know? Yeah. It was just the, the well, fun of that. <laughs> when the Grand
0: Prix, was, and for those listening, the Grand Prix was in Vegas just at, pre- before the time of recording. Yeah. And, um... I can remember thinking, wow, look how fast... Look, That's the, the main strip yeah. there, flying down the strip there. Yeah. It, was, it was incredible. <laughs> For, tune into the, also, the Two also, Blokes there podcast. Was, there was a, was a
5: wide shot of the Palazzo and the Venetian and stuff, yeah. and Harry goes, oh, this is before the sphere. You know, <laughs> it, it actually yeah. slowly dates because of yeah. the development of the strip in such a way course, yeah. that this movie only slowly dates itself. But it's funny. Still,
0: but, but the three major casinos there, yeah. you know,
5: they took a bit of liberty
0: with the, with the geography of the MGM Grand. Yes. Uh, but the... It, if you're going to Vegas today and seeing this movie, it's still quite recognisable. It all recognisable. Makes perfect yeah, sense. It's still, That's it's still right. recognisable, yeah. yeah. All right, let's jump into the cast, and what a cast this is. Wow. Okay. George Clooney plays Danny Ocean, and, of course, he was, in, he, was, he was in Michael Clayton. He won an Oscar as Best Supporting Actor for Michael Clayton. We'll get to that. Up in the Air is a, sort of another one of my hidden gems, which we'll do also. Up in the Air. Up in the Air. Uh, it's about a guy who... His job is to go around to the various parts of the company and sack people to tell them they're, they're downsizing right. and how to how to handle it. And he's just he's nearing a million miles on his freaking flyer car because he's always flying. That's why it's caught up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, another good film of his was The American, really good. Uh, that was a good good film. Perfect Storm was based on a true story. To him and Mark Wahlberger in that about the uh, the the, per, the the biggest storm ever to hit North America, you know, off the off uh, Nantucket uh, up in that part of the world. That was a, that was a great movie. Brad Pitt plays Rusty Ryan and he was in of course we've done Fight Club. You knew you reckon you remember him Yeah, Fight Club? I do Club. remember that, yeah. He was in World War Z, which we're gonna do. That's World a zombie zombie movie. No, nah, mate, is I don't awesome. want to do zombie movies. They're awesome. horrible. No, That's just stupid. We're doing it. No, we're not. Troy, he was in. That's a, remember the, about the historical film Troy. He was also in, more recently in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Actually, won Best Supporting Actor Oscar for that as well. Right? He's a, he's an Oscar winner now. Yeah, yeah. Man, I mean, he, if he was
5: better looking, he probably win.
0: <laughs> Julia Roberts plays Tess Ocean. Just she quietly, was of course. I
5: know she's attractive. I know everyone yeah, says that. She's beautiful, yeah. But
0: there is, there's a quality. to There's her. just something. Yeah, I think that's what makes her a movie star, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like I was thinking that. Yeah. Like,
5: in the scene, I think yeah. it's where. Um, it might be where, where uh, Brad Pitt first sees her and she's just walking out. In the She has no role, yeah. she's just walking out. And you yeah. go, this woman is just, she's just beautiful. There's yeah. just something that you can't describe yep. about her flawless beauty. That Absolutely. That's why she's a movie star. As well, uh, obviously being no, great actor, No, you're actress.
0: right. She has a quality, but yeah, she can act, but yeah. she has that quality. I agree. Uh, she was also, of course, her, her iconic role was pretty woman. She won an Oscar for Erin Brockovich that's based yes. on a true story. She plays the We're woman, do that? Erin Brockovich. Yeah. Okay, good. It's on the list, mate. Mate, and the list. And she was list. also in, <laughs> in this mystical long list. She was also in My Best Friend's Wedding as well, which was directed by an Australian. Now, the script was sent to Julia Roberts. A note: George Clooney's a bit of a joker. Sent her the script with a $20 bill on it. And the message says, "I oh, hear you're getting twenty a picture now." Nah, uh, twenty million. Yeah, <laughs> this uh, that's a <laughs> ah, referencing that's the funny. fact she was become she became the highest paid actress at that's that time. That's so good. Twenty million. Imagine that twenty million dollars to make I a movie. Do struggle with that. To yeah, be that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty good. Matt Damon plays Linus. Where's he at in his career at this point? He has had he done already, Goodwill. Yes, he has. Yeah, Goodwill Hunting he'd already made. <laughs> uh, I think he was. This is pre Born Identity. Okay, but he he'd already made Goodwill Hunting. I think he'd already made The Rainmaker with um, Francis Ford Coppola.
5: So again, he's not he's not on the up. He's, oh, he's, he's in. No, he's yeah. on the up. No, he's on the up. No, and, but no, he's, he's a star. He's, he's, he's already won an Oscar he's for Good Will Hunting. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, Good Will that's Hunting. what I mean yeah. by this being ridiculously. But then he made. We've also we've done
0: Goodwill Hunting. Yep. We've also done The Martian. Yes. Which is in uh, Born Identity. We'll get to The Departed. We'll get to that's a film Scorsese movie. Uh, his part though as Linus Caldwell, the pickpocket. It originally went out to Mark Wahlberg, but at the time, Mark Wahlberg had committed to star in the remake of *Planet of the Apes*, which was rubbish. Yeah. So big mistake. He's probably looking back thinking, "Damn it, I could have been in *Ocean's*. I don't think he's looking back on much. Probably doing very well. (laughs) He's killing it.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Andy
0: Garcia (laughs) plays Terry Benedict. Yep. And he was in. I, I'm wondering if you can remember the I, I movie. I couldn't have we, named him
5: if you asked me to. We,
0: the movie we've covered on the show was his very first film that no, he made, nothing. The Untouchables. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was the young member that they recruited. Remember when Sean Connery said, "He goes, if you want to, if you want to make sure you're getting something pure, you go to the tree. You don't want, if you don't want a rotten apple." You go to the tree. And so they went to the police academy to get this young rookie mm-hmm. who hadn't been corrupted by the system, and that was him, Andy Garcia. Yeah, remember when he insulted him first? He goes, he goes, oh, he's a WAP. You can't trust a WAP. Remember that? No. And he goes, oh, yes, what you say? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, well, this is the bloke. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I'm going to retell <laughs> no, that No, I do movie. remember that now. Yeah. They,
5: and they, they went to the gun range and everything.
0: That's it. Yes. That's it. A great show. He's also in, and this is another hidden gem favourite of mine. We'll do this soon. Black Rain, he was in opposite Michael Douglas. Great, great movie okay. we're going to do. Uh, Godfather Part 3, he was also in as well. Godfather 3. Are we not going to do any other Godfathers? Are you a bit. We're going to do Godfather 2, yeah, in the next next year we'll do Godfather 2. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's near the end of this year, so. I understand. Uh, but also, look, also in the cast, Elliot Gould, Don Cheadle, Casey Affleck, which is Ben Affleck's brother, Scott Kahn, which is James Kahn's son. Bernie Mac, Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner plays the yeah. you know the older guy the older. Who, who pretends to be the the the, the arms dealer with yes. the with a case. Um, and so among this, right, the film includes six Academy Award winners. So Casey Affleck won an Oscar. This is after the fact, right? So Casey Affleck went on to win an Oscar. Matt Damon had already won an Oscar for best screenplay for Good Will Hunting. Brad Pitt went on to win an Oscar. George Clooney won an Oscar for the uh, for Michael Clayton. Julia Roberts ends up winning an Oscar for Erin Brockovich. Steven Soderbergh won for Best Director, and uh, three Academy Award nominees as well. Andy Garcia was nominated. Don Cheadle nominated. Elliot Gould nominated. So what about that for star there, power? There aren't
5: many movies that not, have la- that level of star power, at are all, they? Not which at has all. to be a massive part of its success. And budget. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I don't. Know. I reckon they probably would have said, "Listen, we can't give you a full quote up front. Yeah, but how about you feedback. take a bit? Take the back end." I reckon that's how they got through. I don't know that for, for sure, but like George, Clooney, right, makes sense. he'd be a twenty million. He'd be a ten, fifteen, twenty million dollar bloke then. Yeah, Brad Pitt would be on ten, fifteen, twenty million as well then. Julie, Julie Roberts, we knew 20. was on twenty. So the You're but just a just on, those, just on those three. Yeah, <laughs> just those yeah,
5: that's three. True. And it's not exactly a cheap. No. production and, and Steven Soderbergh
0: great director too sort of was a director that was coming out of indie independent films mm. this was sort of his first major like massive Hollywood like studio film so I think he sort of made it economically as well I think he because he's an indie filmmaker he was sort of a bit of a guerrilla filmmaker he could make stuff on the cheap so I reckon that helps keep the budget I'll down I look forward to hearing yeah. about that Okay, well, before we dive into the run-through, let's talk about our other great sponsor, and that is Hisense. If you're in the market for a TV, then don't look past the Hisense Mini LED X. If you're looking for quality and size, they've got 75-inch and 85-inch in in this range. This is the the top-of-the-line Mini LED television, the UX series and it is powered by their brilliant new mini LEDX technology. So this delivers amazing performance, incredible contrast, brilliant brightness, amazing color accuracy. So it's the ultimate mini LED home entertainment experience. So we we talk about all these movies, but your enjoyment is increased by the quality of the picture and the quality of the audio, which the TV can provide. So mini LED X combines with their existing quantum dot technology. So you're going to experience incredible visuals and unparalleled lifelike contrast as well, as well as that impressive trademark bright picture. It also has Hisense's state-of-the-art proprietary High View Engine X, which is powered by AI. So it stimu- simulates the human brain pattern, processes and optimizes images and sounds to ensure the best possible outcome. It has also Dolby Vision IQ and HDR10 adaptive so that the 4K image looks incredible thanks to the dynamic tone mapping as well. And that's just on the picture quality side. Let's talk about the audio side. It also has CineStage X 4.1.2 surround sound on board. So not only looks great, but sounds great as well. And of course, if you're a gamer or if you like watching sport, there are modes here to make the TV perform even better. So in terms of watching sport, there's the, the smooth motion, so it really smooths everything out so that those fast-moving images of sport, even action films, it really makes them look even better. And if you're a gamer, of course, you've got everything there, variable refresh rate, auto low latency mode, so you're getting the most out of the game, as much enjoyment out of a game and a sport as you would a movie. If you want to check it out for yourself, I encourage you to head into a store, stand in front of the TV and judge for yourself the quality or head to the website, highsense.com.au. Okay, the movie starts. And it's Daniel Ocean.
5: Daniel, In, very front, specifically. Of the,
0: in front of the parole board. Mm. Uh, he says he's been involved in a few robberies but was never charged.
6: Mr. Ocean, the purpose of this hearing is to determine whether, if released, you are likely to break the law again. While this was your first conviction, you have been implicated, though never charged, in over a dozen other confidence schemes and frauds. What can you tell us about this?
7: As you say, ma'am, I was never charged.
2: Mr. Ocean, what we're trying to find out is... Was there a reason you chose to commit this crime? Or was there a reason you simply got caught this time?
7: My wife left me. I was upset. I got into a self-destructive pattern.
6: If released, is it likely you'd fall back into a similar pattern?
7: She already left me once. I don't think she'd do it again just for kicks.
6: (laughs) Mr. Ocean... (laughs) What do you think you would do if released?
5: So that's when he sort of great gives him a yeah, bit of a mix of Elvis and just some great yes. music. Oh, it's fantastic. Was this when, you know, a little less conversations. Yes. That hit the charts again as a result of this? this,
0: that's part of part of the show. Mate. Okay, part right, of the yeah. show. Okay, <laughs> don't jump ahead there. Trev doesn't have all the info Steve's <laughs> going to bring, but I'm I'm pumped. I've got so many questions. <laughs> so he's released and heads straight to Atlantic City, which just just then or is Brett breach. or oh, he was in New Jersey anyway, so he's still yeah, in Atlantic City. Because I
5: noticed that the the police when he walked out of jail it yeah. was N J P D or something. Or something. Yeah. I knew, yeah, it took me a minute. New Jersey, and then and is Atlantic City in New Jersey? Well, yeah. So, yeah, so when, when I still in the same state. when I when he was you know, uh he released he goes to see yeah. one of his mates, yep. uh the blackjack dealer. Frank. Yep. Frank He goes, No, um, sir,
0: their name's Ramon. And he's like, but you
5: realise straight away that's okay, they're gonna <laughs> yeah. meet up. And <laughs> and that was when I was thinking, so is this Vegas or is this no, City. City? And then I realized yeah. it was in New Jersey, Still so he had not left the state. Correct. And uh he reveals to
0: Frank that uh they may may have a job he could use him for. Yeah. Next stop. Hollywood, mm. and he's already violated his parole here too. By the way, yeah, he's left the that state. That's no good. So uh, he's gone off to see Rusty, who we find is teaching teen Hollywood stars how to play poker. Yeah. Now those stars are real stars. No, that's right. Okay, so Topher the list Grace. of them there: Topher Grace, you got him there. Um, so he who's was from Josh. There's ho- Josh Jackson from Dawson's Creek. It. I knew. I knew yeah, he's yeah. from Dawson's Creek, but yeah. I didn't know his name. So it's Holly Marie Combs of Charmed. Topher Grace, The Seventy Show, Josh Jackson, Dawson's Creek, Barry Watson from Seventh Heaven, and Shane West of Once and Again. So they were like, at the time, do you remember this was 2001? They were like big TV they stars. They were big TV stars at right. the time. So uh, he was. Too, they were kind of playing themselves. Yeah. Rusty even calls Topher, Topher, goes. Yes, oh, so Topher. that's right, he does. At one yeah, point he, he says to- his name, yeah. Topher says, listen, I-, I might have to pay you by check, and he yeah. goes... Let's just stick to cash. Yes. He goes, yeah, good idea, yeah. Tofa. His yeah. manager's trying to get, <laughs> tell him he can write it off as a, <laughs> as a training for an, for a role. He comes back in the room, though, and finds Danny sitting at the table. Yeah. And uh, he wins. They're like, the hand. oh, we've got another player. Yeah. And he wins the hand. Remember, I love this scene where he goes, oh, look, he's trying to buy his way out of the bluff here, guys. And he actually had a good hand. But let me
5: ask you this. Yeah. So Danny and Rusty are sitting opposite sides of the table with the Hollywood stars. And, and you know, Danny is pushing up the, the, yes. the bid. The pot. It gets to, The pot gets huge. It's thousands of yeah. dollars. And, he and it two Rusty's grand. like, don't worry about him. He's bluffing and stuff, right? Turns out. He wasn't bluffing. You reckon they were working together to get exactly the, yeah, I like is that too. them across the they table were, going? Uh, yeah. Well, mate, yeah. these blokes have these people have all got money. <laughs> Let's this is we're back. Yeah, I reckon that. Don't you reckon? I definitely reckon that. Yeah, yes, and he helped him win the hand because Topher, yeah. you know, rolls his eyes at him basically and says, "Oh, cheers, yeah. thanks for the thanks, thanks, thanks for the cramps. heads up on the <laughs> thanks for the heads up on the on the bluff <laughs> yeah. or something like that." <laughs> so yeah, afterwards though, uh, they're having a bit of a drink,
0: and he reveals to Rusty that he's got the ultimate job in mind.
7: The vault at the Bellagio.
3: Mm. <laughs> Oof. Well, if I'm reading this right, and I'd like to think that I am, this is probably the least accessible vault ever designed. Yep. You said three casinos? These feed into the cages at the Mirage, the MGM Grand, but every dime ends up there. The Bellagio and the Mirage. These are Terry Benedict's places. Yes, they are. You think you'll mind more to somewhat?
0: <laughs> think you'll mind? <laughs> so they decide here. They say, right, we need we need to
5: bankroll this.
0: Yeah. Okay. So they go and see their mate Reuben, who's played by Elliot Gould. Yes. And uh, he, you can tell, he's a bit of a high flyer. already. They, they insinuate
5: also that yeah. this uh, this Benedict um, yes has some enemies. He does. And so we'll, we'll find they, that out. They, in need, a to, they need to. But they need to be talking to someone who's just, not a friend. They want,
0: Well, they want to discuss the plan, hmm. and I love the reaction that Ruben gives them.
6: You're out of your goddamn minds. Are you listening to me? You're both of you nuts. I know more about casino security than any man alive. I invented it, and it cannot be beaten. They got cameras. They got watches. They got locks. They got timers. They got vaults. So he's... Basically says, you're nuts.
5: Yeah. Which we heard. But their entire reason for going yes, there was, was because
0: this bloke hates Terry Benedict. Now, he asked the question about which casinos they're hitting. Yeah.
6: Look, just out of curiosity, which casinos did geniuses pick to rob? Bellagio,
4: the
7: Bellagio, the Mirage, and the MGM Grand.
6: Those are Terry Benedict's casinos. Is
7: that right? That's right.
6: You guys, what do you got against Terry Benedict?
7: What do you have against him, that's the question.
6: He torpedoed my casino, muscled me out. Now he's gonna blow it up next month to make way for some gaudy monstrosity. Don't think I don't see what you're doing. What are we doing, Ruben? You're gonna steal from Terry Benedict, you better goddamn know. This sort of thing used to be civilised You'd hit a guy, he'd whack you, done But with Benedict At the end of this He better not know you're involved Not know your names Or think you're dead because he'll kill you And then he'll go to work on you <laughs> That's why we had to be very careful Very precise mm, Well funded Yeah,
0: You
5: gotta be nuts too They, they played him too yeah, well they, Ruben, they, Ruben, as I said, they played on
0: his They little, said back at yeah, the bar yeah. that
5: they've got to find yeah. his enemies to work with yeah. and that's exactly why they Ruben, went there. Yeah. They intentionally – so, knew they knew he was going to say no yeah. and they intentionally had a little joke yeah. on the way out and they knew that he'd fall for it, hook, line and sinker. So, so it was genius. It was he's well played.
0: In Ruben's financial backing and now the sec- next section of the movie is now assembling the crew. Yeah. Uh, The first Because they they talk
5: about needing, you know...
0: Oh, yeah. He uh, said, oh, we need this 12 or 13 people, doesn't he? he Yeah, and he was sort of given each of our turns. We need an Ella Fitzgerald. We need this. We need that. And that's sort of describing people's various skills.
2: Yeah. But Turk and and, uh,
5: and Virgil are classic. And this is a scene that I, I... I've seen so many times because I'm a yeah. car nut as well and it's it's so well shot because it's this, it's this foot, truck in the, in American terms uh, on, a, on a start line and then you realise it's, it's a remote control truck because truck. a bigger one pulls up. Is the, it's the same, eh? The same yeah, truck. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. They're, they're, they're mates. They've got the same paint job on it and all that kind of stuff and one of them rolls off the, the, the remote control car, yeah. the other guys driving, and, and in the end he realises he's losing so he just turns yeah. into it and smashes it. It's a great thing. Knocks theme. it out. Really no. well
0: shot. That, that They were played by... Um Casey Affleck and uh, Scott Kahn. Now, some real inside, inside, inside baseball here, right? Mm. The names of their characters. Okay, here's, we're going to dive deep in a little bit here, okay? Virgil and Turk. Now, Mm. Scott Kahn's father was in The Godfather. And Virgil and the Turk were the name, was the name of the gangster Virgil Solozzo, whose nickname was The Turk. In, in, in that movie, yeah. I'm positive – it didn't officially say this, but I'm positive the writer had that – that he named the character for that – those characters for that reason. Wow. Yeah. That's how deep I've dived into that this is my world. Uh, So, yeah, they've got those two together. So the Malloy brothers there, they are, Turk and Virgil. Uh, but to take charge of the electronics, they go to Livingston Dell and they find him – he's on a bit of a surveillance job – and I love it when the the two police, the two uh, agents He's in the try, to, van
2: try to
3: take over feds. his tech. Livingston's been doing freelance surveillance work of late for the FBI mob squad. How are his nerves? Mm-hmm. Okay, not so bad. You notice? Let's see if we can move in a little bit on this
1: one. D- d- don't 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 touch that. Why not? Uh, do you see me grabbing the gun out of your holster and waving <laughs> it around?
5: Hey, Radio Shack. Relax. Hey Radio Shack, relax. I'm gonna call you Radio Shack. <laughs> it's a great line, you know. But the, you know what that character reminds me of, and this will not resonate with you: Radar from MASH. Yeah, I oh know. I'm aware of Radar. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he looks like Radar. That's right. Yeah, I know. Who There's Radar a lot is. about his the way yeah. he's dressed and stuff. But also, you know that that line of of Danny Ocean. Yeah. You know, Power his nerves, how nerves yeah. plays out later in the film because yes. his his nervousness, he's twitchy, his sweating yeah. comes twitchy. into
0: it. Correct. Uh, so they've got him on board now. The demolition man they want to get is Basher Tar, but uh, he we we find him in the middle of a job. Right, remember they did a like a vault. They yeah. got into a vault yes. and, they, and the alarms went off. But then Rusty turns up and uh, and springs him.
3: Booby traps are Mr. Tar style, isn't that right, Basher? Heck, ATF. Let me venture a guess. Simple G four mainliner, back wound, quick fuse. With a drag under 20 feet? Yeah. Let me ask you something else. Did you search this scumbag? Booby traps on this person? I mean, really searched. Uh, just for weapons. Stand back.
7: Oi! Oh, Here we go.
3: Go find Greg's. Tell him I need to see him. Who? Just find him, will ya? Hey, Bench. Hey Russ. How fast can you put something together before I just slipped in? Ah. Stunned. <laughs> they recruit him.
5: Very
0: good. The next stop is San Diego to find their – who well, they call him their grease man. Mm. And this is when they recruit Yen, you know, a little short Chinese circus yeah. acrobat. He's, yeah. he's uh, really small. Because they're sitting very, there watching, yeah. watching him, aren't they? Yeah. Like, Which goes, one is he?
5: He's a little Chinese
0: guy. Yeah. Like, that doesn't help. But <laughs> and he goes, yeah, are you sure we need? And then he does this amazing yeah, tumble. he's like, yeah, well, this, that's is, pretty this, good. Looks,
5: this looks like nothing. And then he does a great tumble. And yeah. that, that's what convinces so, yeah. him. Righto, he's in. Next stop is for Rusty to head to the track in Florida.
0: To convince Saul Bloom to come out of retirement and pull off one last job.
3: So, are you gonna tell me? Or should I just say no and get it over with? Saul, you're the best there is. You're in Cooperstown. What do you want? Nothing. I got a duplex now. I got wall to wall and a goldfish. I'm seeing a nice lady who works the unmentionable scounter at Macy's. I've changed. Guys like us don't change, Saul. We stay sharper, we get sloppy. We don't change. Good conning me. Is that your hound way in the rear there? It <laughs> breaks late. Everyone knows this. So are you going to treat me like a grown-up at least? Tell me what the scam is?
0: So they're at the, they're at the greyhounds, the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's 10 in the team. Yeah. Uh, Danny says we need an 11th member and he decides to head to Chicago you to know, recruit just at Linus. this point
5: yeah do you think cuz the number is interesting right it's like how do you know Eleven. how many you need like yeah. you, you obviously there's some roles there like the explosive yeah. and, all, and electronics and stuff but do you think at this point Danny knows how the job is going to be done because yeah. is that why they're counting he he knows the structure of the plan and needs
0: the different people whose skill set matches that part of the plan. Yeah. And in this instance, he notices Linus on the train, notices him pickpocket some yeah. guy on the train, follows him. Uh, I think he po- he pickpockets him in return. Remember he yeah, leaves right. the card leaves in the his card, pocket. Yeah. And then he says, "I'll meet me here at the the some pub." Yeah. And then uh, in in walks Linus.
7: Oh, Linus. Whose is this? Who are you? Friend of Bobby Caldwell's. You're either in or you're out. Right now. What is it? It's a plane ticket. A job offer. You well, know,
4: you're pretty trusting pretty fast. Well, Bobby has a lot of faith in you. Fathers are like that. No, he didn't tell you. He didn't want me trading on his name.
7: If you do this job, you'll be trading on yours. If you don't, we'll find somebody else who won't be quite as good, and you can go back to feeling up stockbrokers. Can you get the check, <laughs> That's the best lift I've seen you make yet.
4: Las Vegas, huh?
7: America's playground.
0: So, yeah, so we find out that obviously um, Danny is mates with his old man. Yeah. Who's uh, who's uh, Caldwell. I think he mentions his name. Billy. I think Billy Caldwell calls him. Yeah. Bobby or Billy, someone. So he joins in. Yep. Now the team's assembled. They meet at Ruben's house in Vegas. Yeah. And they decide, let's lay out the plan in detail. Puts out a last call and says, yes. boys, if you're not in. Nick That's off. it, yeah. So he does warn them. Look, if you've got any doubts, there's the door.
7: Gentlemen, welcome to Las Vegas. Is that right? Everybody eating? Good. Everybody sober? Close enough. All right, before we get started, nobody's on the line here yet. What I'm about to propose to you is both highly lucrative and highly dangerous. Now, that doesn't seem like your particular brand of vodka. Help yourself to as much food as you like and have a safe journey. No hard feelings. Otherwise, come with me.
0: And here is when he starts to lay out the plan. Now, there's these two bits of audio to explain all this.
7: (laughs) Gentlemen, the 3,000 block of Las Vegas Boulevard, otherwise known as the Bellagio, the Mirage, and the MGM Grand. Together, they're three of the most profitable casinos in Las Vegas. Let me see. This is the vault at the Bellagio. It's located below the Strip beneath two hundred feet of solid earth. It safeguards every dime that passes through each of the three casinos
4: above it, and we're gonna rob it. Smash and grab job, huh? Slightly more complicated than that. Oh, yeah.
7: This is courtesy of Frank Catton, new blackjack dealer at the Bellagio. Okay, bad news first. This place houses a security system that rivals most nuclear missile silos. First, we have to get within the casino cages, which anybody will tell you takes more than a smile. Next, through these doors, each of which requires a different six-digit code changed every 12 hours. Past those lies the elevator. This is where it gets tricky. The elevator won't move without authorized fingerprint identification. Which we can't fake. And vocal confirmation from both the security system within the Bellagio and the vault below. Which we won't get. Furthermore...
3: The elevator shaft is rigged with motion detectors. Meaning if we were to manually override the lift, the shaft's exit would lock down automatically and we'd be trapped.
7: Now, once we get down the shaft, though, then it's a piece of cake. Just two more guards with Uzis and the most elaborate vault door ever conceived by man.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That's already daunting right there, Yeah, at this point you're like, hang on, mate. Uh, What are you talking about?
0: How the hell are we going to do this? But... Uh, they, he does go on to explain, though, how much the casino is required to carry legally. This is fascinating yeah. to
5: me if it's even close to true.
0: You said something about good news? Yeah. The Nevada Gaming
7: Commission stipulates that a casino must hold in reserve enough cash to cover every chip it play on its floor. That means on a weekday, by law, it has to carry anywhere between 60 and $70 million in cash and coin. On the weekend, between 80 and $90 million. On a fight night, like the one two weeks from tonight, the night that we're gonna rob it, 150 million without breaking a sweat. Now there are 11 of us, each with an equal share. You do the
3: math. Exactly. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Say we get into the cage and and through the security doors there and down the elevator we can't move and past the guards with the guns and into the vault we can't open
7: without being seen by the cameras. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention that.
3: Yeah, well, say we do all that. Uh, we're just supposed to walk out of there with $150 million in cash on us without getting stopped?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love that he weighed together. So he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. Amazing. So he, the plan, plans begin. They're planning the heist. They set up uh, in one of the Bellagio suites, very yep. nice suite, by the way, start studying the location. Step one is to tap into the surveillance system so they mm-hmm. can see everything and everyone. And that's uh, Dell's job. Yep. Uh, next part is to plan to build an exact replica of the vault to practice. Yep. Right. So they got this warehouse. They're going to practice their plans and allow Yen to see how he can move inside the cramped space Without vault. setting off the alarm Yeah, so there's all like, uh, I think like laser, like LED lights and stuff And beams, that if they break the beam, it sets yeah. off the alarm um, Meanwhile, Linus has been tasked with shadowing our
3: man, ben- Benedict Okay, tell me about Benedict That guy's a machine Good afternoon, Mr. Benedict
4: He arrives at the Bellagio every day at 2pm Same car, same okay, driver
5: All right, Tommy, how's
3: it, baby? Very well, thank
4: you. Remembers every valet's name on the way in. Not bad for a guy worth three quarters of a billion. Officers are upstairs. He works hard, hits the lobby floor at 7 on the nose.
3: Good evening, sir. Frank, how's the Frank?
4: Spends three minutes on the floor with his casino manager. What do they talk about? All business. Benedict likes to know what's going on in his casinos, likes to be in control. There's rarely an incident he doesn't know about or handle personally spends a few minutes glad-handing the high-rollers.
3: Oh, to
4: he's fluent in Spanish, German, and Italian, and he's taking Japanese lessons. He's getting pretty good at it. He's out by 7.30 when an assistant hands him a black portfolio. Contents, the day's take, and new security codes. Then he heads to the restaurant.
5: Pretty comprehensive,
0: he's done a good job there, yeah, Linus. Comprehensive, great Did job. Did you notice in that scene Brad Pitt was eating uh, like a shrimp cocktail?
5: Yeah, we're standing there with the cocktail, yeah.
0: like in the middle and of nowhere. She was a very strange thing. The, eating the, the shrimp or prawns, as we call them. Uh, that take when they were filming that, he when he was eating the shrimp, he ate 40 shrimp. All the different takes, he, that's how many shrimp he kept eating during the whole time. Jeez, so that doesn't you, sound it, like it's, like it's going to do well for your uh, yeah, intestines. I don't think he needed dinner that night. No. So next thing is Linus tells Rusty About Benedict's girlfriend Yeah Who he instantly recognises And we find out It's Danny's ex-wife it's Tess Tess Played by Julie Roberts uh, Now Rusty thinks Ugh he, said he, he can see now. Because early why on, he's are like, you why, you,
5: why are, you why doing are we this? doing this? Yes. Why this bloke? Why this target? This is the biggest thing ever. And of so course, he has to confront him on that. He says,
3: yeah, what the hell are you doing? Tell me this is not about her. Or I am walking. I am walking off this job right Ooh. now. Tess. Terry Benedict. Tell me this is not about screwing the guy who's screwing your wife. Ex-wife. Tell me. It's not about that.
7: Not entirely about that, <laughs> Russ. You remember when we first got into this business? We said we were gonna play the game like we had nothing no to lose. lose. Well, I lost something.
3: I Lost someone. That's why I'm here. <sighs> okay. Here's the problem. Now we're stealing two things, and when push comes to shove, if you can't have both, what are you gonna choose? And remember, the test does not split eleven ways. If everything goes to plan.
0: I won't
7: be the one that has to make that choice.
0: So there you have it. Saul then arrives at the hotel, impersonating an international arms dealer, Mr. Zerger, uh, and he asks mm. to see Benedict. He goes, "I remember he was playing at the table," and he uh, he says, "I'd like to see Mr. Benedict." Yes, and then uh, which I mean, you know, yeah.
5: do you get to see the boss of a hotel? No, but you're when yeah. I mean, you're spending big money, and this yeah. is why. This is where I he started realizing that the, the yeah. bank rolling was coming in, right? Yeah. Because originally, like, why do they need Ruben to bankroll? They, you know, they got to buy some things, but you know, they yeah. got to buy a lot. We see them buy yeah. cars and all this kind of oh, stuff, yeah. but also to be able to pull off being a high roller, you got you've to got roll. To act like a high roller. You got exactly to roll. Exactly
0: right. Yeah. So uh, Danny, though, surprises Tess at the restaurant. That restaurant, by the way, is the Picasso restaurant. I've eaten there. It's amazing. I reckon I had one of the best meals in my life there. Okay. It was like a fourteen-course station It was incredible. eaten at this very restaurant where they were um and we find out that uh he heads down there and wants to have a little chat hello what are you doing here
7: i'm out you're out of prison you remember the day that i went for cigarettes and didn't come back you must have noticed
1: i don't smoke don't sit
7: Now they tell me that I paid my debt to society
1: Funny, I never got a check
7: It's <laughs> a good one
1: I sold it I don't have a husband or didn't you get the papers?
7: My last day inside
1: I told you I'd write <laughs>
7: That's
1: another great one? Danny <sighs> Go now before What?
7: Benedict? How you doing? Whiskey and whiskey Danny. Tess, you're doing a great job curating the museum. The Vermeer is quite good. It's simple, vibrant. Although his work definitely fell off as he got older.
1: remind you of anyone?
7: And I always confuse Monet and Manet. Now, which one married his mistress?
1: Monet.
7: Right. And then, Manet had syphilis.
1: They also (laughs) paint it occasionally. All
7: right, I'll make this quick. I came here for you. When I get on with my life, I want you with me.
1: You're a thief and a liar.
7: I only lied about being a thief. I don't do that anymore. (laughs)
1: steal. why
0: no. <laughs> that, that is honestly, such a great... That's one of the best lines in the whole... Just scenes of the movie. Yeah.
5: Just back-to-back
0: lines. Yeah. Do you know what no, I mean? Mate, like, at, as
5: a writer... But look at the genius actors opposite each other, like Julie Roberts, George no, Clooney. Bang, not, bang, yeah? not at all taking away from the actors, but yeah. can we just give the credit to the script yeah, oh, right brilliant. there? It is boom, yeah. boom, 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 yeah.
0: back-to-back. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, that, that's a yeah. favourite scene of mine. Saul asks, he finally sees Benedict, and he asks if he can stash his valuables in the casino vault. He's initially offered the safe. He goes, listen, take it easy. The amount of money I'm spending, help me out. And he kind of convinces him. Uh, But Benedict turns up while Danny is actually still there.
1: Do you remember what I said to you when we first met?
7: You said that I better know what I'm doing.
1: Do you? Yeah. Because truly, you should walk out the door if you don't.
7: I know what I'm doing.
3: What are you doing?
1: (laughs) Uh, Just catching up. Terry, meet my ex-husband. Danny Ocean.
3: Mr. Ocean? I'm in your seat. Forgive me for being late. I guess required my attention. That's
1: fine. Danny was walking through the restaurant and (laughs) spotted me.
3: Is that right? Yeah, imagine the odds. Of all the gin joints in all the world. (laughs) You recently were released from prison, is that correct? That's right. Not as if you feel to be out? About the same.
1: Danny was just about I to...
3: just stopped by to
7: say hi to test for old time's sake. Stay here and have a drink. You can't.
3: <laughs> well, then. I don't imagine we'll be seeing Mr. Ocean anytime soon, right? You never know.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, I know everything that's happening
3: in my
7: hotels. So I should put those towels back.
2: Oh, the towels you can keep.
5: <laughs> that's, that's a, it's a warning at He's both holding, ends. he
0: tests his hand at this point. Yeah. Oh, and, he said, and he did not even look at him. He goes, Oh, the towels you can keep. He's sort of looking into her eyes, holding her yeah. hand. As hey, if please. I've got
5: what I want look right Look what here. I've got. Yeah, yeah. Take my towels. Catch you later. It's, it's, yeah. Again,
0: it's a great scene. And the, well and shot. The line, where he says, uh, Of all the gin joints in all the world. Yeah. That's a line out of Casablanca. Yeah. Yeah.
5: You knew that, did you? I knew that was a famous movie yeah, line. That's for sure. Definitely. But see, now, the next scene. If you don't have information for me, I will walk out of this podcast. Okay, so you're talking about the demolition? Yes. Yes. So the
0: demolition was of the and I my interpretation was the old Xanadu Hotel
5: is is Ruben's, is Ruben's old Ruben's, place. Because yes. he's why he's up there. on the stage. That's right? why Ruben's there. Yeah. And so
0: they demolished the building. Yeah. So are you talking about like behind the scenes info? Yes. Or? Like I want to know Yeah, uh, I'll tell you, I'll what, tell you something here. Was Contro- that? Controversial. Okay. Okay. Controversy. Now that was pretty brief sequence, right, where you see the Xanadu collapsing. Yes. Originally, the hotel they were going to demolish
5: was New York, New York. As in originally in the script? Yes. Right. But what year is this? Oh, my God. Of course. 2001.
0: 2001. So they decided that- Because New York, New it York makes more a-
5: sense on the strip. As, in, you As mean, in, for him to own that yes, property because it's yeah. between the Bellagio yes. and that, and, so yeah. those clear close by, right? So, what they did, they thought
0: they filmed it and they thought that's that looks like nine eleven again, like we're going to all these so buildings hang on. collapsing. But this would have been filmed. It was this movie was released, it was released in, in 2001. Late yeah, yeah. So they would have, they must have filmed. Of course, it was done. It was filmed, but they oh, changed that. so they put use CGI to change the background, wow. right? Wow. So what they did, the CG backdrop. Was replaced before the theatrical release within this the new fictional hotel, so the Xanadu which right. didn't exist. They said, okay, let's just demolish that. But if you look in the on the disc, they've got the behind the scenes, uh, which was filmed and packaged and sent out before the film's release. You can still see the sequence of the New York, New York collapsing. Oh. Yeah, so they they thought yeah it might be a little bit insensitive to sort of to. Demolish New York buildings right. so soon after 9 11? Because right. this was late 11, the, uh, okay. 2001, it was released.
5: And the Xanadu uh, explosion was not an actual Vegas hotel of any no. sort? Nope. It was just a demolition. It was they, a demo. they shot. It was a special effects, yeah. Oh, the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Looks like it was a real demo yeah, to me. Yeah, no, was it? No, that no. they the, just superimposed?
0: I don't know. I, there was no, at the time, I know they demolished uh, casinos there often, but yeah. I don't, I, I, there was no information I could find
5: that that was an actual demolition. Right, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, New York, New York, that would have been. Yeah. Bad. Well, that that was the original plan. Like, imagine the movie comes out Mate, in get, get the disc in, and look at the behind the scenes so you can see it. But imagine <laughs> the movie comes out in end of August. Yeah, just before. And it's yeah, yeah. In the theater. Well,
0: so many films were like well, just a slightly off topic. The, the plane film. The, there was like a, that. no, there was a Spider-Man trailer, right? And the Spider-Man trailer uh, the end of the trailer, you know how he's Spider Man, right? Yep. The end of the trailer, he's chasing these bad guys, and he catches them in a web between the two World Trade Center buildings. Oh no! So the web is in there. You can see, you can see it online. You can watch it on YouTube. But they, they, they got rid of that trailer and cut that scene out of the movie as well because because it was too too mm. soon. It was too sensitive. Wow. Anyway, the demolition though uh, actually spoiled their plans. Basher turns up. Remember, covered in mud. And he tells them that the weakness that he was looking to exploit for the job mm. was uncovered after the demolition of this hotel. So this this weakness, oh hang on, look at That's this. That's right. what caused
5: it. Because this huge yeah. demolition and caused a power outage. That's right. Which
0: was a which they were gonna do. Right. And so he decides, you know, we need to find a solution to this. So he's thinking, Well, we need to find something else, a pinch. But hang on a minute, hang on we could use a pinch
1: what's a pinch a pinch is a device which creates like a cardiac arrest for any broadband electrical circuitry or better yet a pinch is a bomb
6: Now but without the bomb see when a nuclear weapon detonates it unleashes an electromagnetic pulse which shuts down any power source within its blast radius that tends not to matter in most cases because a nuclear weapon usually destroys everything you might need power for anyway but see a pinch creates a similar electromagnetic pulse, but without the fuss of
0: mass destruction and death. So instead of Hiroshima, you'd be getting the 17th century. How long? About 30 seconds.
7: Could a pinch knock out the power of an entire city? Like for instance.
6: Las Vegas? Yeah, I think it might. What did you
0: think of his his Cockney accent?
5: Pretty good. Yeah, he, oh, I, he, man I
0: thought he was English. I've got some news for you later. It, it was not well received. Oh yeah. Right. yeah. Yes, by by who <laughs> the English? Uh, by himself. More on that later, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't want to take you out of the story just yet. Okay, right. Um, so they decide they, they, to get this pinch, they had to go to some California Institute of Technology. Yep. And remember, they had the van. Yep. Linus is told to stay in there. And he goes, i stuff this. And he goes in there. Yeah, but he, he says that yeah. because the two idiots up at the front are yeah, being yeah. idiots. Yeah. And, and not, he's not like, I've had oh,
5: enough of this. I'm out of here. Yeah. But he, and uh, Harry again was with me at this point. He, Goes into the building at the exact same moment the doors open and they're coming out and Harry's like, "Oh no!" <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he eventually gets in the van. Yep. But as they're shutting the door of the van, Yen's hand gets gets Pinched. jammed in the door and he breaks his hand. So they're thinking, "Oh god, that's another obstacle for their for yep. their goal there." Yep. Um. So, uh, but the when they get back to Vegas, when they get back to the hotel, uh, Dell has some some bad news.
1: We have a problem. You've been red flagged. It means the moment you set foot in that casino floor, they'll be watching you, like hawks. Hawks with video cameras.
3: That's a problem. Any idea how this happened? No. Oh, come on.
4: He's been chasing Benedict's girl. The two of them got in an argument two nights ago.
3: I was telling you. And who told you to do that? I didn't. I was concerned you couldn't leave Tess alone. Who's Tess? My wife, ex-wife. Tess is here? I'm sorry. I didn't know if it would sting you, but it did. You're out, Danny. He's out? It's either that or we call the whole thing off. His involvement puts us all at risk. This is not your call. Oh, you made it my call. When you put her before us, you made it mine. This is my job. Not anymore.
6: Wait, 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 he can't just be out. Who's gonna trigger the vault? Kid,
3: you up for it? I can do it. So
0: Linus is going to take you over.
5: So oh, a saying, massive problem with this scene. Why is that? Danny was meant to be in the role of Linus in the, in the casino, which we see the things yep. that he does. So the things yep. that he does from this point on yep. are essentially what Danny was going to do. Yep. Right? But so now Linus is going to assume Danny brought those. this upon himself. I know. He, he red flagged himself. Well, I think it's part of the con, mate. It's part of the deal because you've got to remember. I mean, he knew he was going to do this he, all along.
0: He knew he was going to be red flagged. He knew that Benedict wouldn't let him sit in the casino. He would have taken him into custody. You know, he remember later in the movie he goes, yeah, oceans in the West slots. We'll find that out later. Hmm, yeah. He knew he was going to be taken aside. And so I reckon that was part of the con. He wanted, he wanted them to think this. So he placed himself in that situation. It's just another layer of the con. That's how I've read it anyway.
5: Yeah, are I, you, I you, saw it more as a plot hole. I saw it more as a, no, you know, I, how, I did think, you, how did you muck that up? Well, I think he said,
0: he, he thought, well, if this happens, then that's part of the plan. Because you see how it works out for him though, remember? Oh, of course. It works out for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Put it this way. If that didn't happen, right, if, he's, if he takes Linus's spot, then he's he won't end up. Talking to Benedict at the end, yeah, he'll be, true, he'll true, be, true. So there's all these things that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean. I'll yeah. see that. Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll concede. So, uh, if fight night has arrived, yeah, this is uh, it. No, now this, we're, we're this, there. Yeah, this is the night of the of the of the big deal. Uh, and Saul receives his suitcase. Benedict. Uh, this is the very scene. Benedict notices Danny in the West
5: Lots. Yep. But did, did you now like bloke, this bloke? Yeah, uh, some Blake angry weirdos calling out to Saul? And he's
0: going, oh, where is this bloke? Dude? And
5: that's the moment that yeah. Benedict. Really gets oh, his back got, up. He's yeah, like, yeah. "Hang on a minute, this yeah. bloke, I don't feel great about." Yeah. Like, and he says that to him. He says, "Because he he won't take, he won't let him go to the vault now." He gets, "He gets, now, I, I know." Was he I ever going to let him to the vault? We don't really know. Well, he's,
0: well he's let not let him into the vault itself. He's the only let into the security center. But but was do you, do you yeah. think before no. that no, lack he of trust? Told he was ever going to do he that? He told him. He said earlier. He told him. I think before this that you're not going to let in, but I'll let you oh, into the okay. security center, into the cage, so you can watch it. On the monitors, right, remember, okay. he said. Because um, he says here he doesn't trust him. Exactly right. So he goes in there uh, into the security to watch his case placed in the vault. Yen is uh, brought in, remember, by uh, Virgil and Turk. They yep. bring him in. Remember, they have that argument. He goes, oh, you forgot your yeah, car, you yeah, yeah. it in. And the book goes, keep your voices down. And then they go, where's this got to go? He goes, in the vault. See you yep. later. And then it goes in. <laughs> they take it in. Um so, Yen is in there. Linus then becomes. Well, over. The,
5: remember, they put the briefcase on top of Yen's oh, on thing. On top of the suitcase, Which you're yes. like, oh, man, uh, that's how he gets out. Because yeah. we've seen him practice. But, he, but he, yeah, we know what happens. We know what happens. Him. But still. It's um, it's it's all it's just those little things, though. I know, mate. And know all it would
0: take is for one little thing to go wrong. That's what that's what amazed me about the movie. It's a massive stretch that everything's going to work out. Of course. And, and, no, but to their credit, there's a couple of things that went against it, like Danny sort of pulling out of the plan and doing something different. Yeah. But –
5: so one they do pivot thing. a few times, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they've got to be able, quick on their feet. But Linus comes in posing as the Nevada Gaming Commission agent yeah. and asks to see Terry Benedict. Yeah. Now, cut to Danny, who has con- confronted uh, Tess once again. No, Danny. Yes. No. I want you
1: out of here. One,
0: one moment. No, I had it with this. Come
1: here. I want you out Tess, come here. Hey. You are up to something, Danny. What? And don't say you came here for me. You're pulling a job, aren't you? Well, know this: no matter what it is, you won't win me
7: back. Yes, I just came to say goodbye.
5: Now, there's a there's a great bit here with uh, Linus as the Nevada commissioner yep. and, and Terry just in this moment before this yep. or after it, where because you there's a bit earlier where Brad Pitt is. Grilling Linus on how to not yes. not ruin this whole thing, right? That's one of my lines, favorite lines for later. Because the, yeah. the best part, the, but I, you You've got to be forgettable. Through. You yeah. got to be, you got to be forgettable. But you know, he he ch- like Terry challenges him. He goes, he goes, how long have you been working at the commission? He goes,
0: oh, about eight months. He goes, how how have you, how is uh, he you worked with, with, old work mate, with He you know? goes, oh, not since he
5: died. And it's like that he passes he this tests. test, yeah. which also of goes course. to how diligent and meticulous oh, yeah. Linus is at that yeah. job, which I Absolutely. think is really cool.
0: Absolutely. So here we have uh, Danny's said goodbye to Tess. Frank is now being remember he he takes they take Frank into a back room. So there's uh, Linus posing as the Nevada Gaming Commission yeah. agent. Frank in the in the interrogation room and Benedict there. As well. Do yes. you do
5: you really think that the owner of the casino would be involved in these?
0: Well. Things? They qualify it earlier. Remember, that he, he said it once himself, and even Li, um, Linus, when he was following me he goes, he knows about everything that happens in his casinos and often so deals more with of things him personally. him being a control freak. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. You remember, he says okay. he often deals that with things sense. personally. So they were banking on him being yep. in charge and wanting to be there. Okay. Yeah, because he, he knows everything that's going on in yep. his
4: casinos. Mr. Benedict, I'm afraid you've been employing an ex-convict. And as you know, the NGC
3: is... cracker. <laughs>
1: Crack. Excuse me?
3: You heard what I said. black man can't earn a decent wage in this state. That is I'm a absolutely like you gonna try to throw me sir. out on the street.
4: I'm, th- I'm trying to do my job, you sir. do your job. Wait. What
3: you want from me, man? Want me to get on the table and dance? You let me to shine your shoes? Want me to smile at you? You definitely won't let me deal the cards. You might as well call it White Jack. <laughs> That's okay. <great> <laughs> that is very good. So this
0: this escalates this little exchange,
5: and he actually makes a lunge at. So they Mattis. have a physical confrontation because so, you are wondering why yeah. is this happening. This All is one of those moments that I don't remember seeing. You know, yes. so, so it's these little things that that come up at me, and when I rewatch yeah. these kind of movies. And you're thinking, why why is this even happening? Is it just to distract Terry and get him out of the casino for a while? And then they have this physical confrontation. You immediately see uh, Linus get pushed into Terry and move away and you think he pickpocketed him. That's what's happening. He's just got the codes out of his pocket. And
0: even if you watch closely, when he does it, he sort of backs away and sort of puts his hand on his chest, but he goes in and grabs the codes. Yeah. And as he goes behind Benedict, he gives he gives he, he Frank goes, a he nod. He says to he's got it, so yes. we're all good. Yeah. Otherwise they yeah. would have
5: gone again. Yeah. They maybe, would have had another maybe, little bit. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, but as they're making their way
0: back, Linus tells Benedict he's Oh, i have left my pager back there. Uh and this is fight night, don't forget. Yeah, so and it's Benedict just night, lets him run. And he goes, You know what? Can you find your own way out? I'm out of here. So he goes back yep. to the to the uh to the room. Yep. Now, meanwhile, Linus is using the codes now—the codes that he now possesses—to get into the vault elevator. Yep. Now, Danny, remember, he says, "Oh, Danny Ocean's in the west lot, so he's apprehended yeah, he's by those apprehended two big by thugs, right? two Yeah, and so he's taken into a back room, and then another dude turns
5: up and goes, "Oh, so obviously, he's got a bloke that brought in to work him over." Yep. in the in this interrogation room, because he thinks he's going to meet um, Terry Benedict. He's told. Yeah, um, and then they open the door, and there's this big thug there who walks in. They shut the door. And he just clocks him one, yeah. and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, not hang yet!" A and then yeah. you immediately realise, <laughs> yeah. "Hang on a minute, he's in on the con."
0: So now Benedict and Tess are now in the MGM Grand Garden Arena. So yep. this is the um, the the big the big arena at MGM. Have you ever been in there? Don't think so. Yeah. No. And it's at the back of the the back of the casino there. So anyway, the heavyweight match between—did you recognise the fighters? No. Lennox Lewis. And Vladimir Klitschko. I did recognize he They were Lennox, current heavyweight boxers. Because he the they were
5: the guys that uh, dem, uh, yeah, put, the put down demolition, the demolition. Yes. Yes. Correct,
0: correct. So um, that's going on. Meanwhile, Saul is in the security room and he popped a couple of pills. I don't know whether this was to make himself. He was no, sweating
5: he'd, he'd been, profusely. He'd been having those. Like, they look like yeah. heartburn medication. He'd been having those all the time. We'd, yes. we'd seen him pop many of those pills. But he also looked unwell earlier, like yes. when he was just preparing to go out. Well, this is the point.
0: When he collapses here, my thought was, oh, shit. Is this real? Is he, like, he really yeah. having a heart attack? That's right. Right? And then they call 911, and, of course, they've intercepted the call. They go, 911. And so then you next see um, – Brad Rusty yep. turn up in in a wig to see. To yeah, and see then you the realise,
5: hang on a minute, this is part of the plan. Yes, but it just didn't seem like it. It's. I know. Well, I
0: think that's a that was a nice little curveball because you think, oh my god, that's going to ruin everything.
5: Yeah, it's weirdly yeah. it's weirdly scripted because you think that this is not part of the yeah. plan, only for it to turn out to be well, part of the plan.
0: Turns out that when he collapses, on, in don't forget, he collapses in the room where all the security monitors are. So every security guard as what looked at him on the ground. And that was the point where Livingston changed the video feed. Yes, from the live feed to their
5: recording. Remember? Yes, so which we find out later. Yeah. Yes, so but we that, to, that was the He changed the feed. So in fact, they never wanted um, Sol to go into the vault. They no. only wanted him to come to the That's security as center as far as he could. Because have gone. it turned out he was going to be the distraction Correct. for the security center. It's, That's it. I mean, it is. Yeah. All genius! In the end, but uh, this is the bit I like where Danny sneaks
0: out of that room with the thug. And uh, heads into into the air duct, and uh, a little surprise occurs.
1: Oh!
7: Now you really didn't think I was going to sit this one out, did you?
0: What? You didn't trust me? I do now. Again, another that very line to me says this was all meant to happen. Like, don't forget, he handpicked Linus, Mm -hmm. remember, as the as the eleventh guy. Yeah. He knew how capable he was, right? Yeah. So I reckon this was all part of the plan to have him to be – him to be naturally be given – because at that point, he all he was doing was tailing Benedict. He never really had a job. And yeah. so I reckon this was all part of the plan. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Rusty's posing as a doctor, says uh, we've lost him, Mr. Zerger, Saul. Uh, just a little side note here. Yeah. Did you notice the wig that he was wearing? He was wearing a wig. Yeah. Rusty. That was – the same wig that Mike Myers used to rehearse for Austin Powers. Honestly. International Man of Mystery. Would Do they not believe?
5: have many props at these oh, joints?
0: I don't know. I think it would have been – it was just a thrill to have Austin Powers one in there <laughs> from 1997. Now, everyone's in position uh, when Barry, Basher triggers the pinch – and cuts the power across the entire city.
5: Boom, bang! I love this moment Blackout. because he's, he's, the van's there, the pinch it's is in there in the middle he's, of the fight too. He's, he's like wanting to press this thing, it's like this. I mean, what happens? Like yeah. you wouldn't have witnessed a pinch golf before, yeah. so like, is it going to hurt me? Then is it, it going to explode? And what happens? Twisted the van and of, thinks of it, and yeah. it goes. And and, and they they bring the power out just strategically across yeah. the city in enough pace. So that they have thirty seconds, remember? Yes. Thirty
0: seconds. So to this point. Danny and Linus, remember they were already on top of the elevator shaft with the zip lines. Yeah. Remember the vault had all these line, these these uh, laser beams. If they break the beam, yeah. So they got down the bottom of the vault when the when the power went out. Um, so they try and set up, but when they get there, they try to they set up the bombs and try to set off, but the trigger doesn't work. Maybe yeah. he goes, oh, the batteries. They they and luckily Linus carried spare batteries. Maybe he put the spare batteries in it, and boom, it he goes off. He does strike off. these nerve I think two. Yen was inside. I think his hand was stuck in the thing. He was stuck in, and, and I think Del- which he
5: wouldn't have been if he hadn't had the broken hand because it was stuck because yeah, of, the, of the bandage. The, the width to, of it and the size. He had of to it. rip yeah. the bandage out.
0: So as Benedict and Tess are now leaving the fight, there's been a bit of chaos during the blackout. There were people trying to steal uh, chips off the tables. Yes, there's a bit of chaos of course, going on. It's a blackout. You're going to take yeah. everything. <laughs> Let's go. So uh, he, uh, the Rusty calls her on a phone that uh, our man Danny planted on her.
3: Who the hell is this? The man who's robbing you. What the hell's going on in the vault? Uh, nothing, sir. It's all normal. Show me. I'm afraid you're mistaken. You're watching your monitors? Okay. Keep watching. This town, your luck can change just that quickly.
0: Maybe he's he, good line. He, cha- he showed them then because there was nothing happening. And, and then, then they, they switched, switched to the, it to
5: the, to, to what is to the, the live, live feed, feed with the, 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 the
0: bags. And he could see people in the vault. Yeah, and the bags are marked with an X. Yeah. And they're in there. Um, and then he makes this proposition.
3: All right, you proved your point. You broke into my vault. Congratulations, you're a dead man. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. May I ask how you expect to leave? Do you believe I'm going to allow you to parade bags full of my money out my casino door? No. You're going to carry it out for us. Hey, why would I do that? Take a closer look at your monitor. As your manager's probably reporting to you now, you have a little over 160 million in your vault tonight. You may notice we're only packing up about half that. The other half we're leaving in your vault, booby-trapped, as a hostage. You let our 80 million go, and you get to keep yours. That's the deal. You try and stop us, we'll blow both castles. Mr. Benedict, you can lose $80 million tonight secretly, or you can lose $160 million publicly.
5: It's a great, it's a yeah. great part of the plot, you yeah. know, because as Benedict, you're thinking, whew, I mean, he's always going to think revenge. He's always going to think he's going to get to him. But you're definitely going to think, I think it's easier just to go eighty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: In the meantime, I think he, he, he on what he covered the phone up. He goes call nine one one. Yeah, and I, I might even do it myself. <laughs> I'm off my. I thought it was weird. Yeah, um, he calls and asks for a SWAT team. Yes, right, and naturally that Dell intercepts the nine one one calls. He goes nine one one and. So he's in control there, but Rusty's still on the phone to Benedict when he runs into Tess. Tess.
3: Okay. It's all right, Tess. You have a deal. I promise. Fantastic. Here's what you do. The guys in the vault will deposit six bags into the vault elevator. The elevator will rise to your cages. Three of your guards will pick up the bags and carry them out into the casino. Now, if they take more than 20 seconds to reach the casino floor, or there's any indication a switch has been made. We'll blow the money in the bags and the money in the vault. He's in the casino by the slots. Of course I'm in the casino. In fact, I'm staying in your hotel. I have two words for you. Mini bar. As soon as your guards hit the casino floor, a white, unmarked van is going to pull up in your valet station. Your guards will load the bags into the van's rear. If anyone so much as approaches the driver's door, we'll blow everything. When I get word the van is away and the money is secure, my men will exit the building. And once their safety is confirmed, you will get your vault back. My team
0: is here. he with the security guard. Yes, whispered teams in. here. Small team's, small teams go. here. let so Benedict tells the SWAT team uh, to leave. He instructs his men. Uh, no, sorry. The SWAT team enters the vault. Yep. And then you hear all the, the The lights go out, explosions, and you think, oh, the money's been all blown up, yep. right? Uh, in the meantime, Benedict also instructed after this, he says, okay, you you get out. Instructs his own men to go retrieve the money that's in the van heading yeah. to McCarran Airport, that's which right. is which is a short drive from the strip. That is right. Um, so while they while they get there, they when they get there, they find the van's empty, driven by remote control. And how funny was it when when uh, Rusty not Rusty the Virgil I think or to one of the guys Casey Affleck's character. He, the guys are approaching the van and he's, he he's, he's going, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> and, 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 and the room goes, stop this idiot, idiot, <laughs> let him get in there. And um, so then he, he realizes that they, the bags blow up and they're filled with flyers for hookers.
5: And anyone that's been to Vegas oh, yeah. up until <laughs> yeah. really the last couple of years because yeah. they don't really do it anymore. Um, don't they? No, it's a little bit less. Yeah, right, okay. They're just flicking at you. They just want to oh, keep giving you these flyers and yeah. these hookers.
0: Yeah. And so that's what the bags are filled with. So now we know that uh, our man, Benedict, has been played.
3: Yep. Walsh, cue up the tape to the robbery. Yes, sir, I'm looking at the tape now.
6: Does it say Bellagio on the vault floor?
3: No, it doesn't. Uh, I don't understand. We had it installed on Tuesday. The images we saw of those men robbing us was a tape. What? It was staged. Somebody made a duplicate of my vault. And what we saw on the monitor wasn't actually happening. I don't understand. What happened to all that money?
5: At that point, you would have yelled at that bloke and said, mate, you're an idiot. Stay with the program. The SWAT team's
0: walking out with it. And you notice the SWAT team is walking out with it. That's the rest of the the crew. crew, yeah. Now, there is a little bit of a pothole here because when the SWAT team was called, right, and they were about to enter the vault, uh, Rusty was on the phone in front of Tess. Yeah. So how And he you see him a second later walk. Oh, of, he got changed real quick. Yeah, he, uh, he can be in two places at once, but anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're out
5: with the cash, mate. And uh, Benedict heads and back. And Benedict immediately thinks, hang on a minute, yeah. Danny Ocean yeah. is involved here. So he
0: heads back where Danny's being held and uh, sees he's been worked over a little bit, but uh, he asked the question.
7: Hey, Benedict, how's the other fight going?
3: Pick him up. Ah. Do you have a hand in this? Did I have my hand in what? I'm going to ask you one more time.
1: Did you have a hand in this? Benedict, I have no idea
7: what
0: you're talking about.
3: Okay. You're free to go.
0: So it's at this point Tess receives a phone call. Remember, I think Rusty tells her, look, just go to just your go room. Just go to your
5: room. And
0: he receives a call and she says, I'll oh, tune into a Channel 88. Channel 88. And uh, where she sees Bennett confronting Danny, assuming that he had something to do with the robbery. And so uh, Danny and Benedict have this revealing conversation.
7: What happened, Benedict? Did you get robbed or something? <laughs> Stop.
3: I'm going to give you one last chance. Where's my
6: money?
3: What if I told you I could get your money back?
7: If you give up Tess, what would you say? I would say yes. All right. I know a guy. We were in the joint together. Anybody (laughs) pulls any job in the Western United States, he knows about it. You give me 72 hours, I'll find out who took your money.
0: So, you know, did you hear the change in audio there? Yeah. Because it was coming through the TV. So Tess was watching it on TV. Yes. And so when it became better quality, that's him talking to him in, in actually in, in person in yeah, the hallway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Danny is handed to the police. And this was a great shot when the lift opens and, and Benedict gets about to get in the lift and you see Tess walk out of the lift. And just the, the – they didn't need any words. Just their, their – Looking into her eyes, he knows that he's stuffed up, yeah. right? And then she lays a line on him that that I think that he I think he said himself.
1: You of all people should know, Terry. In your hotel, there's always someone watching.
5: Boom. Which which because he, he said that to her earlier when she just went to give him a kiss. Yeah. In in the museum, right. it yeah. wasn't even. Like, who cares? Yeah, true, yeah. It he's was a weird that, thing because it's like, dude, what does it matter? Like, yeah. people know you're dating her, but, yeah, he wouldn't give her a kiss because yeah. there were security cameras, and yeah. that's what he said That to was her. a good payoff. Yeah. Uh, so Tess ch- ends up chasing after Danny
0: as he's being loaded in the police car and says, oh, oh he, he says, look, I'll see you in three to six months. And she says, okay, I'll wait for you. Yeah. Which was lovely. Lovely.
5: And then the next, this scene is a favourite as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the crew. Because you could pretty much end it there, to be honest. Oh, yeah. The,
0: the crew gathers in front of the Bellagio fountains, and you like the music the Claire de Lune is playing as they okay. as they're watching the fountains. And one by one, they leave. Hmm. Now, the scene that they film there, uh, everyone the the director said he wanted Rusty to leave first, and he wanted Saul to leave last, so Carl Reiner to leave last. And they the rest of them just improvise when they're going to when they're going to go. Like, okay, my turn. I'm off. It looked like it was it was organized. Yeah. That was just randomly, they just sort of left as they felt fit. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Three to six months later, Danny's released from prison. And Rusty's waiting for him to, with Tess in the car as well.
7: $13 million and you drive this piece of shit cross-country to pick me up?
3: Blew it all on the suit. Where are they? Back row, silver sedan, 10 o'clock. Stopped and picked up your personal effects. Hope you don't mind.
1: Hi. Hi. We need to get Rusty a girl.
3: There's a women's prison down the road. <laughs> <laughs> and they drive I said off. that you sold this.
1: I said that. Liar. Thief.
5: <laughs> Liar, Did you know the two, the two, the. Because that was the argument it? they had in that scene that we thought yeah. was brilliant earlier. Liring, thief, thief. And there was yeah. a lot of that. And so. Because remember, she
0: said, oh, yeah. you sold the ring. But yeah, anyway. Did you catch the lines? Some, some cool lines here, starting with this one.
3: I need a reason. I don't see money. Why do this? Why not do it?
7: Because yesterday I walked out of the joint after losing four years of my life and your cold-decking, teen-beat cover boys. Because the house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you, unless... When that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. Been practicing this speech. A little been. bit did I rush it? felt like I rushed <laughs> I I it.
5: Like <laughs> little bit. And then <laughs> they I just get I the rush it. Yeah. It's very good.
0: <clears throat> this is another cool line.
3: You scared? You suicidal? Only in the morning. <laughs>
0: and uh, this is the scene where um, he's telling Linus how to act.
3: Don't touch your tie. Look at me. Okay, I ask you a question. You have to think of the answer. Where do you look? No good. You look down, they know you're lying. And up, they know you don't know the truth. Don't use seven words when four will do. Don't shift your weight. Look always at your mark, but don't stare. Be specific, but not memorable. Be funny, but don't make him laugh. He's got to like you and then forget you the moment you've left his sight. And for God's sake, whatever you do, don't under any circumstance. Ross. Yeah.
1: Can you take a look at this?
3: Sure.
0: And he doesn't answer that. He goes, whatever you do, and he doesn't say what it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. uh, (laughs) All right. How did that happen? Some solid plot holes here. Yeah. Okay. Um, An EMP, or pinch in this case, would uh, not only disable uh, electric circuitry, it would destroy it. And need to be replaced. Oh wow! Yeah. So is that? I know he mentioned he goes. You get it. You get. You don't get the destruction. You get the 17th century. Yes. So was it is the pinch a sort of type of EMP that just disables stuff or destroys it? I don't think because an such, EMP. I yeah, don't think there is it's such a EMP thing. An EMP and there's is just an EMP, isn't yeah, it? I, I, yeah. d- I don't know that there really is okay. such a thing. A yeah. little bit of license used there. A little bit. The other. This, I question this also from the early viewings of this movie. Why did Saul need to smuggle the explosives into the vault?
5: Remember, the, the jewels in the case were explosives. I, you know what? Here's the thing. Yeah, I actually thought about that. Yeah, because yen could miss it. The with bit him. I missed the bit where they were explosives. To be honest, I thought, remember they
0: put them on the outside of the vault door. Remember they put them outside, and he there was there was four of them, and they 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 were they were magnetic, and they put them on top of the the top of the vault door, the lock. Well, yeah. that
5: that was they brought in, and they, they brought brought that, that thing in from the, the outside.
0: Never no, no, but that was in the case. Oh no, they had their – No, but sorry, yen. Yen, Yen had to something. get him had to get him out of the case and oh. put him
5: inside as well. Well look, the only the only yeah. reason is because he needed to get Saul into the vault, into the security room.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Quite because simply. but the but that could have been
5: just oh. fake that could have been fake jewels. So did he take Yen, the, did Yen? he take did Yen take the the green crystals and put out them out up? of the right. case? Yeah. So They're I, in I, the case. I, I'm to be honest, I completely missed that. I yeah. I thought that the case was just a complete uh, nefarious thing no, that was well, no consequence, only to get Sol into the security center.
0: Yen took the explosives because out of Yen the could case. Have, Yen could have just taken, could have taken himself. It himself. Yeah. yeah, there
5: you
0: go. Now um, the all that cash that they took, right? So it would have been too heavy.
4: Too yeah, I heavy mean
0: it would to have been carry out, out-, out- too Outrageously much money. heavy. Yeah. So if, the, the, uh, like
5: imagine lifting like and uh, yeah it just didn't make any sense the the weight or, or the size of what they were carrying out to be yeah honest. i'm just i'm just quickly googling because
0: i've got, I got a pound value here, here i wanted in in kilos yeah so apparently pounds um how many pounds is it 22 pounds in kilos is 10 that, kilos 10. so one million dollars in cash weighs 10 kilos so yeah, multiply that by 163 yeah and you've got that's that's why you got a hundred. You got nearly a ton. You got to be carrying out. That makes sense. So uh, and then divide that by eleven, so each of them would be carrying out three hundred and
5: twenty-six. But it wasn't, it wasn't eleven of them, even though because there was Danny was out. Yeah, like correct, They weren't yeah. all there. There was only so like six or seven of them as the, as the SWAT team.
0: They're carrying out one hundred and forty-seven kilos each. They're not
5: even mentioning that. And,
0: and that's and that's not even eleven of them. You're right. There's only eight of them in there. Yeah, yeah There you go. Uh, when um. Linus threatens to destroy the money. Yeah. So the threat, so, so when, when Rusty says hey, you either lose 80 or lose everything, Yeah, wouldn't Benedict, he'd be insured, wouldn't he, for all that? He could have said, mate, blow up what you want. I'm insured. Do what you like. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to come down there and kill you.
5: I don't know. I think they might be insured for what's in the safe but not yeah. in the vault kind of thing. Uh, the Bellagio
0: would be insured, I'd say. Yeah. If, there were, if they did destroy the money, he would have just filed an insurance claim to recover the value of yeah, a stolen fair cool. currency because cool. that would have been considered stolen if you blew it up yeah yeah um now here's another solid plot hole and the director admits this in the commentary the DVD commentary he says how did they get the flyers into the vault Remember they packed him. in oh, the, yeah! they packed him in the bag with the X's on it. Yeah. Sorry to spoil the fun here, but that like that's pretty. That was those six bags full of yeah, life. they wouldn't would needed
5: You know, they they did get in the, the trolley for yen. Yeah, but they wouldn't needed six of those. And, well, trolleys.
0: he he admitted because there's no way they could have carried him in there. They 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 said, yeah, you got us. That's a that's a plot. Yeah, <laughs> call. Cool.
5: Okay.
0: All right. Things you might not know. Yep. The Bellagio let the crew actually tap into their security system. Wow. to get real surveillance footage of the casino.
5: See, that now, that was one of my them? number one questions, was yeah. how much uh, of the Bellagio was involved here, you know? I'm
0: glad you asked. It was estimated that up to 30% of the casino was used by the production at any given time. Wow. 30% of a casino. That's yeah. huge. Massive. The free ad for Bellagio, though, isn't it? Yeah. I, like, put I, it this way. did you Would you have known yeah. about the Bellagio without this movie? You would have found out about it, but yes. b- before you went to Vegas for the first time, my thoughts were: I've got to see the Bellagio,
5: right? Well, yeah. Uh, no, I, I was. I was sent to the. We stayed in the Bellagio on our honeymoon. Oh, lovely! Um, because John Burgess told us we had to. Right. And I'm like, if Burgess says I have to, Absolutely. I have to. Absolutely. But I was thinking about it as this. This is an absolute tourist movie. Yeah. And so Completely. it's like yes. you know the the navy and, and or, or air force and, and Mission Impossible yes. right oh sorry um yeah, the, na- the navy helped you yeah, know like with, uh, you, with you, you do yeah, that yeah. because it does in the end it's promote promoting. the concept of it so yeah Absolutely. I think yeah. you get right over this in fact the lead cast members lived at the Bellagio
0: during filming
5: I can imagine they they each
0: did. each had a seven thousand square foot villa lovely hello that'd be pretty good uh Shaw Shawbo Quinn who made uh, the the acrobat. This was his motion picture debut. Oh, good on him. He was uh, rehearsing with the Peking acrobats when he was spotted and asked to audition for the role. How do you um, audition, mate? You can acrobats. Now, do you remember there was a line in the movie where um, he goes, okay, he goes, but, you, he goes, but you're 'But a dead man. He goes, if, you, if I catch you buying a $100,000 sports car, he goes, I'm going to be disappointed, but I'm going to be there, and you're not going to like it. That line, he said, the line is, if you should be picking up a $100,000 sports car in Newport Beach, I'm going to be supremely disappointed. Now, this is apparently uh, Steve Wynn, who was the, he's the you know, yeah. the head honcho of Vegas, right? Yeah. Owns a lot, he's sort of the Terry Benedict of real life, yeah. right? Yeah. But his daughter was kidnapped and the kidnappers were caught when they bought an expensive sports
5: car. Wow.
0: Yeah. So that was in reference to that.
5: Wow. so Terry
0: Benedict was basically the Steve Wynn yeah Steve Wynn in real life is Terry yep. Benedict that's yep. right now Don cheadle he I'll talk about his his crappy cockney accent in a moment okay. but he was uncredited in the movie he't never had a credit you look carefully his name is not on the movie why it's because he had a he blew up about the he just there was a dispute over his billing he wanted his name above the titles with George Clooney, Matt Damon, and Brad Pitt. Mate, you're kidding yourself. Yeah, well, that's what he wanted. Like he, I think he was—I don't think he was an Oscar nominee at that time, but that's what happened. And when he refused, he says, "Okay, don't credit me at all." But he was—he uh, did receive above the title billing for Oceans Twelve and Oceans Thirteen. But everyone did. But at the, for the first one, it was just—you know how it's—it's it's got their names yeah, literally right. above the title. It's, it'll say like George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Oceans Eleven.
5: Yeah. That's
0: right. what he meant. But he didn't he get it. Still got his
5: money, though, let's be real. Oh, for sure.
0: Now, let's talk about his accent, right? Now, you know, you know, he's American. You thought he was a British guy. Yeah, he's I American. He's American, right? Um, and he, the critics gave him a bit of a touch up about his accent. And he said, you know what? I agree. It wasn't very good. Uh, but in the next two oceans, he talked about having a fake accent and is then seen in the other movies reading a book on how to pull off an American accent. So he could sort of revert back to his accent uh, pretending that he's not, that's not his native uh, language, right? Yeah. Huh. Did you notice, here's a good one. Did you notice yeah. in nearly every scene that Rusty is in, yeah. he's eating something? Yeah. he's Did always you that? He's always, whether yeah. they're little peanuts or something, yeah. he's always eating. And this was apparently Brad Pitt's idea. He said that he'd be busy, that he'd rarely be able to eat. He'd be so busy, so he'd be eating all the time on the run. So it was uh, it was decided that he he just eats all the time.. Huh. And when he was eating, having worked all day without a break for lunch, he was hungry, and he thought it'd be a good character trait for Rusty as well. So mm. and do you remember at the very end of the movie where he, he actually throws out his his food when he picks up Danny? Yeah, I think hes and he touches his heart, he's got he got heartburn or something. <laughs> um, do you remember when Terry, Benedict, and Tess were evaluating the painting in the in yes. the museum? Yeah. That was a replica of Pablo Picasso's Woman with a Guitar, which was painted in 1914. The original is at the Museum of Modern Art in New York, in wow. MoMA. Nice. Now, here, to answer your earlier question, the Elvis Presley song, mm-hmm. A Little Less conversation, conversation, a Little More Action, please. Uh, that was chosen because it was a nice f- song for the montage without being a an obvious Vegas song. Yes. So no, if it no. was Viva
4: Las Vegas, it would right. be a bit
5: cheesy. Yeah. So they decided to go with that song. It was quintessentially Vegas because it was Elvis. Correct.
0: But it received a remix for the movie by Thomas Hulkenberg, Junkie XL, and Junkie became XL, yep. went to number one. Yeah. It was a hit. Yeah. It was a good remix. Yeah. Uh, for, the, for the flashback scenes, did you notice how they looked slightly different, the flashbacks? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because Steven Soderbergh used a 45-degree shutter effect so it caused the film to be exposed to less light than normal okay. so that it would look a bit more choppy, so it looked different to real modern time. Right. Alrighty. Three questions for Trev. Had you been to Vegas before this movie came out? So had you been to no. Vegas before 01? No. Right. And me neither. Uh, question two. How much is one hundred and sixty million divided by eleven?
5: I don't know. Would you believe uh, it's fourteen
0: million five hundred and forty-five thousand four hundred and fifty-four dollars and
5: fifty-four cents? Doing very well. Question
0: three: Do Tess and Danny stay
5: together this time? Yep. And forget the sequels. She, yeah. Oh, I don't remember (laughs) what happens, but you know, she, um, she goes back to him, knowing full well. That he's a crook. Watch in for, yeah. yeah. But he's but he's got 14 mil in the back, so he's doing uh, pretty, It's probably part of it. Pretty too. helpful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, that is Ocean's Eleven. Give us
5: your wrap-up and rating. It is I reckon it's one of the most rewatchable movies you can yeah. get. It's because it's just fun, it's pacey, it's unbelievably good acting. Yeah. It's a great story. Um, it doesn't matter that you know what happens yeah. because you kind of get to get to roll it's with it and you look thrill, through a yeah. little it's, bits of it like and stuff.
0: It's like the roller coaster. You know what's coming and you enjoy it.
5: Yeah, no, I really liked it. I really liked it. It's a nine easily for me. Really? Yeah.
0: I thought this might have been a 10 for you, but I'm, I'm a nine five, but not quite a 10. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it's, it's a nine 9.5. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a, almost a perfect movie. Yeah. So that's good. That's high, with a high nine. rating for that's you. That's a big rating for nine. me. That's, that's, me that's, really, that's yeah. massive for you. <laughs> you have seen it a few times too. Should we talk about next week? Let's go. Next week, we're watching Liar Liar starring Jim Carrey. So this is a funny little movie. Which of these films was Jim Carrey not in? Okay. Okay. I'm not going to give you the obvious Ace Ventura. This is obvious. So which of these was was he not
5: in? Not in, in, not in. A,
0: Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. (laughs) B, The Cable Guy. C, doing time on Maple Drive, or D, dude, where's my car?
5: Dude, where's my car? Correct. Yeah, that's Owen Wilson and someone it's else. Uh, dude. Actually, it's actually... Sweet, dude. Um,
0: dude. What's his is name? Married one? to me, Lacunas. Um, did a widow work Kutcher. with Lenovo. Ashton Kutcher is in that with um, the the Stifler from the American oh, Pie movie. Yeah. Oh, Stifler. Yeah, okay. i can't think of a different movie then. So that's correct. You got that one right. But he was in Eternal Sunshine Let's of the Spotless clear. Mind. I don't get a lot of those, yeah. right? So I'm pretty happy. <laughs> that's
5: excellent, Trev. Anyway,
0: we hope you enjoyed Ocean's Eleven, Great and we movie. hope you enjoy uh, Lie Lie, short movie too, very short, hour twenty. So you, you like fan, the short, big fan. Short movies. But it's very funny because it tells the story of a little kid who makes a birthday wish that his dad can't tell a lie. Yeah, and his daughter's his he, he's, his occupation. His dad is a lawyer. And he's in the middle of a case. Very funny. You've never seen it before, have you? No. Very funny movie. You'll enjoy it. Looking forward to you joining us next week. We hope you enjoyed Ocean's Eleven. Join us next week for Liar Liar. See See you, mate.